So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay? Well, listen here. How are you? I guess I should know. You're standing yeah. right in front of me. <laughs> I know. We're doing the, the rare the annual podcast where we're together. We do a yes. couple a year. This is one of them. And it's always this time of year. Right, right. Um, which also makes up because I think not next week, but the week after. Yeah. Yeah, I'll uh, be gone. So. Yes, we have some, I don't know, substituting thing to happen. <laughs> right. All right. So let me get started. I'm going to start with – I'm going to start with our boy Riley. So we meet Riley who is 48 and from Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. That's in the Poconos by the way. That's the only thing I knew about it. Mm-hmm. Um, he says – he kind of introduces himself by like a music lover. He says he used to have 20,000 albums and he lost some in the fire and he has all of Elton John's albums because it's Elton John. And he says that music was kind of an outlet for him being an outcast at school. And um, you know, he lives with his dog Milo and works for the government. Following a military career, it seems like one of those secret – he says it's security stuff. So I don't know if he's just trying to make himself sound big or like actually has a job that he can't talk much about. <laughs> so it turned – he said the security thing has turned him into a pretty paranoid person, especially when you combine his you know paranoid job with his paranoid love life. He said he caught – he tells the whole story about his girlfriend cheating on him and catching like the other dude who was his friend like in the closet, very R. Kelly style. Um <laughs> And then um, another girlfriend that like he was starting to get really serious with and she just ghosted him. Yeah. Um, that story was very weird. Yeah. Because she like lived there and then all of a sudden was he just – didn't. Didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he said he'd been a, he was in a dark and lonely place and of course, how does anyone get out of a dark and lonely place? Um, On to the next. Yeah. Well, downloading a Vietnamese dating app. <laughs> You know, because of the time zone reasons, because he was up late at night, and that's who yeah. was, you know, that that was what he was thinking. For <laughs> okay. sure. Right, so there, really. there he met Violet, who is forty three, and he's quick to add, doesn't look her age. He calls her, he calls her the sweetest jerk he's ever met. Um, she has a great sense of humor, and it seems like that sense of humor is mostly just her joning on him. So <laughs> that's a thing. So and just like you know, everyone else, he's gonna make the leap and go to Vietnam for the first time. So we see him Facetime her, and while she's doing that, she. He explains that he never says I love you to anyone because everyone he's ever said it to, like, it turns really bad after that. So he just – he doesn't say those words anymore. So he said that's OK though because, you know, Vietnamese women always say the opposite of what they mean. Like when she says, I'm not excited for you to come and things like that. Basically <laughs> a lot of teasing. So anyway, they try to – or he tries to make himself look cool by having him drive a motorcycle into town for a Juneteenth celebration his friends are setting up. So his friend Sean is someone he's known for 30 years and his wife Tiffany is very vocal with her opinions. Um, We hear a lot from Tiffany because they talk about him going to Vietnam and Tiffany thinks, bad idea. So bad that she keeps knocking over the poster that's behind her (laughs) on like a tripod, on like a uh, easel. So Tiffany thinks, you know, that 
she's just in it for the money, not in it for the right reasons. But he tells her that he all he's ever sent her money wise is a hundred dollar birthday gift for his for her daughter, and eh, like wouldn't even be, you know get them to the states or anything. So he also tells them that he's bringing a ring with him on this trip, but not an engagement ring, more like a promise ring. Like mm. as like we haven't seen that trope on the show many times before. I know, right? Um, so. Like, but he does have some concerns about the relationship, like how she wasn't really all the way divorced when they started dating and how she was still on a dating app after she made him delete the dating app, which, of course, led to a fight. It was like, well, why were you on the dating app to see that I was on the dating app? Right. But he just chalks it up to cultural misunderstandings and is optimistic. All right. So, um, I, be, I feel like there's a lot of his story that we're – you said it was weird, right? That yeah. This is a weird story. So, I mean, do you agree with me that he were like getting half of every story that he tells? Yeah, because when he was describing his previous relationships, it's like, I'm confused about the ghosting scenario. And then even when we were, because we actually watched this together since we are in the same physical location, you had said something like, wait a second, is this, was that guy married? And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure he said the person he was with and he was very like elusive about the type of relationship, the R. Kelly cheating on in the closet situation, like who that woman was. So I don't know. I feel like I don't know if it's him trying to have this air of mystery. And okay. Also another thing, like kind of going back to like what he does for a living, like, you know, working in like government clearance security, right? That kind of situation. It's kind of like, well, are you being secretive because of that? Or are you being secretive just because? Because it's coming off very weird. Like, it seems like you're hiding stuff, trying to make yourself, like, control the narrative. And I feel like people who try to control the narrative on this show oh, do yeah. not do well. No, they don't. They don't. Because, like, the narrative's going to come out because he can he control his way of a narrative now. But as mm. soon as they talk to Violet. They're going to go to Vietnam and he's going to talk to them. And the producers are going to talk to her and she's going to be like, what? No, this guy is blah, blah, blah. Like we're going to hear about the – because, you know, he said the bad things she done. We're going to hear about the bad things he did. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing about controlling the narrative is that lasts for two seconds until like the people of the internet, the yeah, 90 Day Beyonce fandom, like go after this guy, try to contact the exes, try to get the full story. And those exes, if they're shady, mm-hmm. like what he's trying to, you know, they're going to be the first to volunteer that information, get right. their side of the story, because neither of these uh, narratives that he has make them look good. No, ghosting could be like, I had a restraining order on him. I had to <laughs> right. hide, go into hiding. Like, this is, this is what's going on. But like, I don't know. It's it's funny that we kind of saw the other side of because I of it because I also feel like it's very much our trope and you brought it up enough that you know when you're dating and they're a little bit older than us but in your mm-hmm. 30s and 40s there's that you know how divorced are you question oh, right. <laughs> and like it usually gets directed at men it's not usually the yeah. women that are like so far I'm not actually fully divorced but I'm fully into the dating pool Right. It was actually pretty interesting. And I was kind of like, oh, good, because I feel like for a long time on this show, um, whenever we saw, you know, like Asian women on the show dating an American man, there was usually some kind of age difference. Yeah. Or if anything, they were just both young. Right. But whatever it was, whatever the case is, we always had young Asian women, never like 
mature, more mature Asian women. So I was like, so thankful. I was like, thank God. Violet is age appropriate yes. for Riley. Okay. I can, I can get on board with this, but it is kind of interesting. that it's like, Oh gosh, Violet, someone who should be above all the bullshit and the drama. Like once you get to be in your forties, it's just like, okay, let's not play the same games, have the same drama. You would think it would be like more straightforward. You would. Yeah. But I mean, some people still, no matter how old you get are. Right. And that's what I was going to say. Drama. Right. I feel like Violet might let us down in this (laughs) department. Yeah. But I also think that that's the kind of seems like the kind of person that Riley goes after. Like he wants dramatic people. And dramatic people have drama and they like drama. Right. I think that's like uh, very much like people, uh, they associate feelings with one thing and it's like really they're missing the point. It's Mm -hmm. like people are attracted to drama, not because of the drama, but they think drama is passion, right? And so they're the ones who are like, I want like a fiery passion to like, just really like, just desperately love someone and and feel that. And it's Mm -hmm. like, they associate drama with that. And so- Right. Well, how can you have that if it's not dramatic, if you're not always like on an emotional edge roller coaster going on? But I don't know. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's like, but just, it goes to me with all the people who I guess will Kind of this is parallel to mm. we'll talk about Jasmine and Gino with the with the passion and the oh, fighting right. and sex. Like <sighs> go go together, right? Like people that's not me, but fighting turns a lot of people on, right? Yeah. And like and I think that might be part of it. Right. Okay. Well, let's move on to Jasmine and Gino. They are our only repeat customers. I'm confused why they're on this particular like spinoff again, maybe just because they haven't got their visa yet. So you can't really graduate them to the regular show. Mm-hmm. But uh, we re-meet Gino, 53, from Canton, Michigan. Gino is at the hair salon picking out hair colors and samples because he's been tasked by his girlfriend, Jasmine, to purchase hair extensions. Gino is told the box... The one box of extensions is $320, and the hairstylist recommends five boxes. He texts Jasmine to flip the idea of a sample box, but she insists that he purchase all five boxes. End of conversation. He reminds us that him and Jasmine have been together for the last two years, and he recaps the first visit and first season they were on this show, including Jasmine finding out he sent nudes of her to his ex-girlfriend. He says that pushed their relationship to the edge, but their bond is so strong it would take a lot to break them up. I'm wondering. Yeah. (laughs) So they are officially engaged, and Gino has filed for the K-1 visa, but it's been 12 months, and they are still waiting for approval. Gino is planning on going to Panama for a visit because they have been arguing about the distance. Gino is pretty proud of his wardrobe upgrade. He says that they still have issues, including fights about money and sexual issues, and he kind of leaves it vague. (laughs) Gino wants to work out these issues while he's visiting. Meanwhile, in Panama, Jasmine is at the doctor's office to get her vag inspected. She wants to become a virgin again. The doctor says it can be done. Jasmine then shares that she is concerned because Gino never seems to come with her and has to jack off in the bathroom. Like, a little too much information for us and the doctor. (laughs) Uh, She's hoping that if things are tighter, you know, down there, that will solve the problem. So the doctor is just blushing about all the things Jasmine is telling the doctor she has done to try help the situation and help Gino get the job done. Jasmine is convinced that Gino is the weird one. 
Gino tells us he's juggling a new job as an automotive engineer, which can get in the way of video chats with Jasmine. They video call and Jasmine immediately notices his new hat and thinks that they should hear something back in the next 30 days about the visa. Jasmine is fed up because she has to keep moving to new temporary apartments because Gino keeps saying any day now, so it makes her not want to sign anything more long term. Jasmine demands that Gino stop being cheap and pay for a new two-bedroom apartment for $3,000 and an actual immigration lawyer. Uh, Jasmine thinks that she should be able to live like a queen for the last month she is there if she really is only going to be there for a month like Gino is claiming. Jasmine says they need two rooms because she needs privacy when she video chats with Gino and her sister has been staying with her. Gino says that he loses his desire sexually when they fight, which is basically all the time. (laughs) Jasmine thinks they argue because they have sexual problems. She thinks it's the opposite. Gino thinks that Jasmine needs uh, to share in the blame of their sexual dysfunction. Back in Panama, Jasmine has gotten her way and Gino is paying for a luxury apartment. Jasmine is meeting up with her, quote, friend, Dane, who she met through a mutual friend. Jasmine found the apartment because Dane lives in the same building. Jasmine tells Dane she's moving in, and he wonders if things will be awkward since it ends up that they've dated. Jasmine isn't sure, but Gino will be there soon. Jasmine says it didn't work out with Dane because he was too delicate, like a prince. Jasmine then tells Dane that she lost her job teaching because Gino's ex leaked her topless pictures out to the interwebs. Jasmine says she's depending on Gino for everything right now. Dane wonders how she could trust him after that. Dane says that you shouldn't force anything and that she shouldn't settle. Okay, so we met Dane, who is opposite in almost every way to Gino. And it's funny because he's opposite in ways that don't, like, jibe with what she's saying. Yes. Right? It's like, oh, Dane was delicate. And I was like... He doesn't look delicate. Gino seems Gino delicate. seems very delicate to me. Gino right. is like – he can't even like – He can't stand up to her. He can't stand up to anyone. Right. Like he's just like, oh, I guess – oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I get it's not like, you know, pampered like a prince or whatever. Like, right, you know, right. But delicate? Mm, Gino is – Paper delicate. Like, he yeah. is. Like, <laughs> that nothing. is really true. Uh, yeah. And it's just like, uh, she says that she needs like fire in her relationship, like passion. And it's like, do you really feel fire and passion for Gino's look or Dane's look? Because right. let's be real Dane here. Was very much more attractive. Than oh Gino. my gosh. It's so not much even more. objectively. <laughs> right. Okay. So if you haven't seen the episode, Dane is basically a very good looking Australian. Yeah. Right? Like your typical stereotypical. Age appropriate. He's not like, you know, the – because I feel like there's two um, types of attractive Australians. Oh, He's okay, the sure. sophisticated business like yes, guy. definitely Not the business. surfer guy. Right, like, you right. Know. But he's got the accent. He's got like the clean cut hair. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wears like uh, – he was wearing kind of a polo shirt or a button down or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he just – in every way possible is like, seriously, that guy? Gino? Yeah. Like, where – Well, and Gino, like, the only passion Gino brings is the passion of her anger towards him all the time. Yeah, that's That's the true. most passionate thing there is, right. is how mad she is at him. Yeah. Like, and we even can't even believe – like, sometimes you're like, well, okay, he's not really rich. And he's not good looking. Like, maybe he's really good in bed. And we know that's not true, too. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? Yeah. So what? <laughs> I and I don't understand why she keeps on holding on to this guy. The only thing I can possibly think of is she's trying to, you know, parlay her celebrity on this show into something bigger because now she's lost her job, right? And I mm-hmm. not surprised that that happened. It's super unfortunate, but at the same time, it's just like. I don't know. Being on the show in general, it was probably not a good look for Right. I mean, definitely with the nudes, but like she is – we see a few people that are like this, mm-hmm. that are like just the TMI people and she yeah. is – Oh, know, God, with the doctor? Yeah. Like yeah. Angela is a TMI person, right? Always. Right. Right. And she is – but Angela at least is like, ah, you know, my coochie thing. She's like, his penis doesn't come in my vagina. I know. Like how do you say come? Like, come. Like, you don't ejaculate. Like, you're, you can't get hard. And it's like, wow, she is not even, like, right. sugarcoating it at all. Like, Yeah. I mean, oh, so we were kind of uh, talking about this when we were watching it. Um, I honestly, like, she's she came off as kind of mean to him in this uh, Oh, definitely. Episode, definitely. Right? Her demanding the apartment. The hair. The hair extensions. And you know what? I'm sorry, but I do not hate her for that. I am not mad at her for a moment because of what Gino did. Yeah. There is literally nothing that I can conceive of. Now, I'm sure someone was going to prove me wrong this season, <laughs> but there's nothing I can conceive of that Jasmine could do to make me dislike her more than Gino. Because yeah. what Gino has done is like the absolute worst thing you could do to your partner. And it's like, I have zero sympathy. All the abuse that Jasmine is throwing his way, like short of actual abuse, mm-hmm. like fair game. Like you deserve it. Well, especially because like that's a known known. Yeah. Like he knows that's how the relationship is. He knows right. how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, I don't know. Like, it just, it, And I don't know, again, what kind of. He's getting into it too, right? Yeah. Because like I presume he also would like to enjoy sex that he clearly can't do now because it's like this woman's always yelling at me and it turns me off. Like, well, why would you – I don't understand why you want to be with someone who's constantly turning you off. Yeah. Okay. In addition to – let's also be realistic about biology. Things ain't getting any better. Gino is like in his 50s now. It's only getting worse from here. Yeah. And it also seems counterintuitive that she wanted to – everything to be tighter and i was like well that's gonna just make it harder to get in there <laughs> like, like, i mean i think i know what she's going for but it seems like right. well, if it's not all the way that's the opposite of what you want but yeah i, I don't know what the solution is and i don't know if this is really the the space to be exploring <laughs> solutions of how to pleasure gino <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, apparently he knows how to do it because he goes to the bathroom after they're done. Oh, gosh. Um, anyway, moving on to less penis-based things. Let's talk <laughs> about David and Sheila. So, we start off in um, some sort of barcade that they clearly opened just for the scene because he's in there completely alone. <laughs> um, and then they we have David with David who is um, 42 and from Omaha. Well, he lives in Omaha. Uh, Omaha, but we kind of find out he's deaf through that stupid, stupid trope where they turn off the sound while you're mm-hmm. watching it, yeah. and he goes, goes shoop, and then everything's silent for a while, and then it, the sound like rushes back in, goes, and then you can hear the sound again. I was like, uh, oh yeah, did you know deaf people couldn't hear? Uh, imagine that. Yeah. So anyway, he says he's just a kid at heart, and he he has kind of two jobs: one is stacking shelves at the grocery store, 
and the other one is cleaning floors at casino. So he has been deaf his whole life. He was born deaf, um, and they keep doing the sound cutout thing to illustrate how tough it is to be deaf and like how he almost cuts some poor girl off on the sidewalk because oh. he can't hear her coming and almost got run it. over by a horse and carriage. Right. Um, he also, but he, because of whatever his condition was, was it might have been genetic, but he was the only deaf person in a hearing family, which is really hard because it also sounds like his family never learned ASL. They yeah. just sent him off to uh They just like, sent him away. Yeah. Like, Bye, we can't communicate with you, so yeah. we'll send you to people who can. Go to deaf school. Like I think you I, I get you you have to go to school figure right, to learn sure, it, but sure. I would like go with him and figure I couldn't imagine that. Or like, at least learn on your own. Yeah. So anyway, he learned that at the school is where he learned how to sign, and after graduation, he kind of went back out into the real world where he was surrounded by hearing people and it's very confusing and very – it was very confusing and frustrating for him. So obviously, most people don't know ASL and he doesn't have the ability to speak at all and he can't read lips. So it's hard for him to connect with people. So he says that people tend to think of him as helpless and sometimes they even make fun of him. We got to get this sob story. And he says he wants to have a family but it's you know kind of harder to do when you can't find people that will even, can even talk to you. So he said he did manage to get into a relationship with another with a deaf woman, but she cheated on him, oh. like, and broke his heart. And he, the way he said it was like at least the way they put it up there was phrased like she broke up with me because she cheated on me. Like, <laughs> uh, like she found someone else. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably what it sounds like. Yeah. Um. So anyway, but he hasn't given up, and now he found his new love, Sheila, who is thirty one and from the Philippines. So they, he said they met through an online group for deaf and hard of hearing people and it turns out that she does – Sheila does have hearing loss although she's not completely deaf. So met through an online – I mean sorry. So she is trying to learn ASL and she kind of knows okay English. So they can communicate well enough through chat, you know, FaceTimes and texting and things like that. So he says that she's the perfect match for him and they've been online dating now for two years but have never met face to face. But that's all changing soon since he's flying to the Philippines to meet her. So we see him go to a bar and the bartender is the person he's going to have the, well, are you sure this is the right thing conversation with. Right. So David tells – so the, the, him and the bartender communicate through the phone. The bartender uses voice to text. He uses – he t types things out and uses, you know, talks to voice. So um, David tells us that things are getting a bit concerning uh, because she started asking for money but that's only been after COVID. And a fire in her house and a typhoon. So he understands that things are tough. It's not like she's asking money for out of nowhere. And so far, he sent her about $3,000. So Mark the bartender thinks he might have his head in the clouds a bit here. But I don't know. Maybe sometimes fairy tales come true. So he's not 100% he being David now is not 100% sure this is going to go the way he wants. And if it doesn't, he says he'll be heartbroken. All right. So how much do you buy this? I don't know. It's $3,000, which yeah. – doesn't seem like a lot, but it seems like a lot to him because it right. seems like he works minimum wage jobs. Like he yeah. doesn't have a lot of money. Yeah, we were kind of talking about this too. Like, um, yeah, we both were like, oh, 3000 Thank God. Because, you know, we certainly have seen couples who are like tens of thousands of dollars without having ever met this person. Right. So um, 3000 the whole grand scheme of things, isn't – that much, but then we were saying, yeah, but he works two jobs, so three thousand must be a lot of money for him. So, um, I don't know. I think he didn't seem like I know the bartender thought he kind of had his head in the clouds, but he didn't seem all that like 
you know, uh, delusional about the fact that it may or may not work out. Right, right. I mean, he did say he'd be heartbroken, but he wasn't like, this is it. No doubts. 100%. Love of my life. We will be together forever. The universe has intended this. Right. Anyone who tries to tear us asunder will suffer my wrath. (laughs) Like, yeah, none of this stuff. And we've definitely seen, like, um, you know, people like that. We're like, this is my person. Like, you know, they can do no wrong. And they just, uh, you know, freely kind of give and love. And it just is... It's almost one-sided. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like he is at least has a realistic perspective of, yes, there is a chance that this could not work out and I'm out of $3,000. Right. Well, plus the cost, the cost of a trip to the Philippines right. and minus how much production would be put up for it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's just – I'm worried about this as – you know, and just like we do with any other sensitive group, right? Mm-hmm. You worry about it being like – Oh, this is the deaf guy. Like, look yeah. at how he's deaf. Did you see that he's deaf? And also, how is him being deaf going to handle the affect this relationship? Because did you know he's deaf? You know, like, yeah. I'm a little worried that that is going to happen. You know, like, because clearly he's on here because that's, that's quote unquote, the hook. Right. 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 Yeah. It is kind of interesting, too, because it does make you somewhat relate to, you know, um, the challenges they have. You know, like uh, just not being having this typical abilities as everyone else, because, you know, it's like I sometimes will kind of half pay attention to these shows. And so when it was his segment, I think I was like in the bathroom and I like thought the TV had turned off, you know, because I was like, wait, what's going on? I haven't heard anything for a while. Like, is something happening? And then it's like if I'm not completely devoting my attention to reading the subtitles. I don't really know what's going on with like their segment because, you know, with Lava After Lockup, we had Chelsea mm-hmm. and it was kind of the same situation. Every time her segment came on, it was like, oh my gosh, I have to pay attention. Yeah, not just pay attention, but like, yeah, I couldn't do two things at once. No, you couldn't. Right? And you can with the other segments. You can like kind of half listen. You're well, wait, I, I usually don't, you know, we're, we studiously watch the show for the <laughs> podcast and everything. Yeah. But like, yeah, I'm usually taking notes at the same time, yes. and it's really hard for right. this one because I can't yes, look at my you computer. Can't be, yes, looking yeah. down, and you also have to be looking up because you have to be reading what's happening as you're also currently writing something. And that, yeah, that's gonna be a challenge. So, thank you for taking this one this week. But that, that but I mean, that is an interesting thing. Because it is a challenge for him as well. Like, oh, he absolutely. has to be looking at everything all the time. He can't yeah. use that. Yeah. Sure. So um, it's interesting because we have seen some previews of uh, Violet and she is hard of hearing. She's not completely deaf. Sheila. 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 Violet was Riley's person. Sorry. Yes, I was thinking of the last one. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So Sheila is hard of hearing and she's uh, not completely deaf. They said she has hearing aids. Yes. Yes. So it'll be interesting too, like how she kind of navigates – uh, the world and you know if she, maybe she can kind of be the bridge and what's also interesting is like um, I know we call American Sign Language like how much of a difference is American Sign Language from other sign languages right and I don't I, I don't I don't know the only thing I know about ASL is it's not like it's not English as hand signs right right it has its complete own syntax oh, and complete sure, own sure. grammar and things like that it's just is not the same thing as english yeah and so it is used in a lot of other places it was like yeah it's american because it was developed in america but it's not like oh okay this is it yeah and there are other sign languages but i think it's i think we might get corrected for this i think it's pretty widely used mm-hmm. globally yeah um for that reason but i don't know like 
We, yeah. It, it's like I said, it, it, I kind of said that in the intro, it's hard. They have like th- most couples have to deal with two languages to navigate and they have to deal right. with three. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and they might be at an advantage here anyway, because, it, you, you know, when uh, Dave was, uh, you know, talking with his bartender friend, they mostly talked over like voice to text, you know, or, you know, in Dave's case, he just texted. Well, now you can text something into Google Translate. And just pass it to the person. And that's how Dave communicates with people anyway. So, you know, it might actually be easier for them. Well, what I will say, it's not any harder for them than it is for any other couple that literally doesn't know a single word of the other person. Oh, you're pa- Paul and Karini, Devin yes. and June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yes, the right. translator egg is not – there's no – ASL translator egg, unfortunately. <laughs> right, no. right. But I, I think that they're going to have the same challenges as them. I don't think it's going to be any worse off mm-hmm. in their situation. All right. So speaking of worse off, Boy. yeah, we already have a bombshell in the <laughs> first episode. Right? Ones that like kind of make me question like the storyline, like how much of it we're going to see. And yeah, it's how- the same dumb thing dragged out for bazillion episodes. Oh, God. I know. But we're introduced to Tyre, uh, 33, from Modesto, California, as he's rapping to the ukulele about everything he's literally seeing in the park. It's very, I love lamp. (laughs) He says he learned to play ukulele because he believes it makes you happy. He tells us that he's a generally happy guy, but he does feel insecure because he's also a big guy. He started getting big when he was eight because he was lonely and the new guy at school. So he started to lean on chocolate. He reveals to us that he hasn't been in a relationship ever and he's still a virgin. He's tight with his family and his mom actually lives with him. She had a tumor and a stroke recently, so she is uh, still rehabilitating with Tyree. His mom says that Tyree helps her out the most of all the children. Tyree quit his job to help his mom. Tyree says his dad was murdered by a friend in a park when he was four years old, so his mom has been a single mom raising all the kids. Tyree's girlfriend is Carmela from Barbados, who he met on a dating app. He thinks she looks like a female rapper and then listed off a couple that I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they talk every day for four. They've been talking every day for four years. Tyree has never been in love before, but he feels, uh, you know, in love with Carmela. Carmela does uh, hair and she's going to school and she has ambitions to start a new business. Carmela gives Tyree emotional support and confidence, especially when he was going through all his mother's medical issues. Tyree says they only talk on Snapchat and, you know, that includes some sexy snaps. We also find out that they have never video chatted, which red flag, flag. right? So Tyree has uh, asked once in the past, but she never responded. And Tyree is a little insecure. So he kind of just let it go because I feel like he didn't. He didn't really want to video chat either. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Tyree doesn't think people will understand their relationship. So he hasn't really shared about Carmela with any of his friends or family, but he does want to tell them before he leaves. Tyree thinks that he should prioritize himself for once. We get a title card from production that they found out something about Carmela, so they want to have a talk with Tyree. They tell him that he can choose to stop filming and not air the stuff they have filmed before they reveal to him that he has been messaging, uh, who he has been messaging is a different person than Carmela. They tried calling her using the number that Tyree gave them, and they 
uh, the person on the other line admitted that they're actually someone else. And it turns out that Tyree has been messaging a man. Okay, mm-hmm. so, but obviously, if we see him on the show, Tyree has chosen to go on. I think they're going to try to get to the bottom of this, like, a la Catfish. Catfish, for yeah. sure, yeah. So, um, I, for one, I'm like, I feel like we're on the wrong show. <laughs> um, and then I also feel like this is a, uh, who was that guy, uh, Ricky and Jimena situation. I can't remember if we were covering uh, Ricky and Jimena. It was before so. the ninety yeah. days. And um, he decided, in fact, I don't even think, he, I think Jimena was the woman that he called after he found out that the first person was a catfish and stood him up. And okay. He had a backup. He had a backup yeah, uh, person, backup in, the other person in, I want to say it was Colombia. Probably, so, yeah. Yeah. But uh, how do you think this is all going to play out? I mean, I, I hope it's just like, I want to see who would do this to me. Production only paid for my trip. Like. Go to Barbados and like see what I can find out. And I hope it's not. I'm not sure production was right. I think Carmela's real, oh and they gosh. weren't like. I yeah, think we have a connection. Yeah, it, she it, wouldn't lie to me like that. It like, is interesting though because like Snapchat, I was under the impression. Now I don't know. I cannot confirm this because I don't have Snapchat, and I don't. I've had it for like a hot minute. But I thought you had to take a picture in real time. To be able to send it. I think that was how it originally was, but they changed that. You can use something off your camera roll. Okay. Okay. Because I was going to say, if that's the case, like, there has to be a real Carmella out there. And I could see Tyree being, okay, that's fine that I was talking to this person. Let's find the real Carmella. But I do think it would be weird if I was – and, you know, Snapchat is not my thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But – like it would be weird from everything I see on Snapchat. It's mm-hmm. always – it's usually not even live pictures. It's live little videos. People use the stupid filters, the yeah, dog faces yeah, and yeah. stuff, right? Like those dumb things. And then they send it to you and go, ha, ha, isn't that funny? That doesn't look yeah. silly looking. But it's almost always motion, right? Yeah. So not only – and then the, and then using the Snap – you know, if, you, if you're using the Snapchat filters, that that's a Snapchat mm-hmm. thing, right? That they were – that person was actually using the Snapchat. So it's – a little, like, I oh. feel like he should have been more suspicious. Okay, so new theory that Carmella is Carmella, but just a man. That's not what they said, though. Production, <laughs> oh. production said that the woman in the pictures is not the person you've been talking to. Oh, okay. Now, that person, that dude might be taking pictures of his girlfriend. Or sister. Or sister or yeah. something and pretending that that's, yeah. and that's him. So it might be some sort of that. So like it might, that person that he's thinks he's messaging might be a real person. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that even maybe even they're getting snaps from that person and just basically like passing them on as their own. Right. Um, and, and that way, hopefully, they're, hopefully then it's not sister because I don't think anybody should be passing on sexy snaps of their sister to other <laughs> randos. Uh, yeah, but I can <laughs> also see situations like um, where, you, you know, if you and your sister are living together – and you're trying to scam people. And that's no, your mindset. No. Okay, I know. I know. I know because I, you have a sister and you're like literally thinking of you and your sister in this situation. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, under no circumstances, we're like, all right, sis, let's see your tits so I can send it. Like, no, this is not let's happening. Let's get a booty shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> no, under no circumstances. I don't care how much money we would make doing this. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I feel like there are families out there that would do that. Those are weird, very, very weird well, families. Well, I know, but I also feel like they're weird because they're desperate, right? And desperate people do desperate things. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, I think it would be more like that it's somebody that it's an ex or it's a current girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And they're, I, I do agree that it's like, we'll work together. I'll talk, I'll talk to them. You don't have to talk to them. Right. Right. You don't have to look at the sexy pics that he sends back, <laughs> uh, like, and everything. But yeah, just it, he could have went here with a little more skepticism. Is, yeah. is basically where we're coming from. Yeah, but I mean, he's a happy-go-lucky guy. So. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just don't want him to be Caesar. Yeah, um, it's hard to say. So, like, any time we have a uh, you know person on the show that you know is putting themselves in kind of this vulnerable position, and in addition to that. They don't have a job or source of income. Now, granted, it's a totally noble cause why he doesn't have a job. Oh, yeah, for sure. But it's still, at the end of the day, you don't have a job. I can't help but feel like this person is trying to gain notoriety for, you know, potential income stream of influencing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, why else would you put yourself out there and kind of – And put like, themselves in, in – in, in this vulnerable place. At- not even vulnerable because we literally saw the production go like, yeah, listen, you can choose not to. You can choose to come off the show. Yeah. You can choose to not have any of this footage we've right. from already air. But you don't get paid if it doesn't But you film. won't get paid. Yeah. And here he is being like, like, we know he didn't choose that. Like, right. We know he's staying on because he was still on. So, yeah, yeah it, it, it does seem like a – yeah, which does kind of – I mean, I just – I do feel bad for him in the situation he was in with his oh, mom yeah. and everything like oh, that. yeah, for sure. Um, and – yeah, it's it's it be it would suck for him to be like such a sweet guy, but it just gets kind of taken advantage of, not just by this person, but by the show. Like, right. and that, that, yeah, like I said, they did give him the out. Yeah, but, he, but if, if you're he's desperate, desperate he's money, desperate, right? Yeah, you make choices that maybe you know you wouldn't feel comfortable with, like if production, and we don't know because obviously we didn't hear this part of the logistic conversation. Like, if production says, you know, we won't release, but we'll still pay. And it's not like Sharp doesn't have the money. Like right. he, they, if they felt bad enough, they could still do that. But I mean, you know, businesses aren't in the businesses of making money by giving it away. Right. So I'm sure that wasn't an option. But if, but let's say, you know, just hypothetically, they had given him that option. Like, hey, we'll give you the same amount of money regardless of this, if this airs. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Tyree probably wouldn't care if this was on TV. And he'd probably say, no, I don't need to look. Like a fool, really? Right. Yeah. 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 All right. So moving on. Last couple we saw was Amanda and Ma Razvan. So we met Amanda, who was 31 and originally from Eunice, Louisiana. We see her praying with her children like when they're going to bed. And then bringing in Daddy's Box that they ask, can we sleep with Daddy's Box? So that's our introduction to the dad dad, um, who is – who passed away. So they are currently in Marietta, Georgia, instead of Louisiana. And I said, like I said, Daddy's box is the box that they have that holds their father's remains uh, because he died of cancer earlier in the year. So it was all very sudden and very sad. And we hear like lots of details about it, and it was it, it, so sudden, like very, 10 very days. sudden, and very, very sad. Like yeah. it went from you know perfect. Oh, I think I have a cough. I'll go to the doctor to. You have three months to live in, and like, then in less than a year. Ten yeah. Days. yeah, and then yeah. Be ten days. Right. Uh, so now she is a single mom with two kids, and she's obviously, obviously still recovering from the loss. Yeah. So 
But while he was sick, he told her that he wanted her to, you know, find love again and move on. You know, this is – I'm not your last chance at love. She's 31, right? Yeah. Um, so, she didn't expect to find love so soon but she came across a guy reacting to her friend's TikTok and sent him a rose on TikTok, which only cost a couple bucks. <laughs> this – okay. We went from Snapchat to TikTok now. So, we got a little younger, you know, oh, it's, and now it's TikTok. I know. I was like, I don't know any of these things you're talking about. Well, so it led to some private messages and before long, they were talking every night. So the guy uh, that she met was Razvan and he's 26 and he's from Bucharest, Romania. And we were introduced to him through a variety of embarrassing TikToks. Like, <laughs> oh, so bad. Um, well, I mean, they all pretty much had two things in common. One, he was dancing and two, his shirt was off. Um, <sighs> no. So she seems to really like his – what she says is silly dorkiness. And again, that dorkiness seems to come with his ripped six-pack abs and not having a shirt on. Um, so, she says she feels a bit guilty about getting together with someone so soon after her husband has passed. But she is still going to go to Romania to see how things go. So, before the trip, it's time to get a spray tan with her sister Amber. Uh, because she doesn't want to look like a ghost. So, hopefully, she comes out not looking like a Cheeto. So, Amber thinks that Ros Rosman might not be the right guy. This is her sister Amber. And it's just a fling and it's just all part of the grieving grieving process. And this is, you know, give flavor of the month. You're going to be on another stage of grief next month and you want to be with him, whatever. So, Amber says that it's not too late to back out because how many times you've already broken up already? So, apparently, um, they've broken up a few times in the few months they've been together. His TikToks are too suggestive for her and she basically almost thinks they count almost as cheating. So, there have been breakups and get back together. Like, he's also like a, I don't know, he, he's like a, a aspiring actor. Uh, it's it's yeah. all weird. So, she says if things go right, maybe he'll propose, which she says she's ready for. But Amber is like, what? That's nuts. Don't, you need some time to like grieve and be by yourself. So, anyway, we come back to her later playing in a park with her, her kids, JR and Alina, and talking about her upcoming trip. So, the kids know Razvan from video chat and she's nervous about telling them that this is like a really serious relationship because she doesn't want them to get attached to another man that will just end up not being there. Again, they already know his first name and are like, are you going to be with him forever? Like, it's so bad. Yeah. Anyway, so back at the home, she texts with Razvan and he like teases her like, I need to tell you something serious. I'm excited you're coming. Ha ha ha. So, then he says – you know, it's so dumb. I'd be like, what was that? No, I would like yell at him for that. She was like, oh, ha ha. It's so fun. He says that when she's there, um, they're going to go shoot a music video, which will feature another actress. So she says, uh, oh, hell no to that because she, you know how jealous I am. So this is where we learn more about Razvan's career, which is he want a wannabe famous person, like one of those people that we've seen on the show a few times that yeah. he acts and he does music and he models and he does TikToks. It's like basically anything he can do that might land him some sort of measure of fame. He's going right. to dabble his feet. So, um, she doesn't like him seeing him in his acting roles because it looks like he's in a lot of pretty seamy stuff, but they are notably not saying that it's porn. Like, I was like, is this the beginning of a porn? I don't know what video this is. I was very confused. Um, so, Amanda is not a fan of this and she's feeling pretty jealous. So, once a kid interrupts her conversation, she starts to talk to him about if he's ready to be like a father figure in their lives or is he just trying to say the right things or whatever. whatever. So, then we get th get to like the day she leaves and the goodbyes. So, things are pretty tough for her. Um, she says goodbye to her kids. 
she has three she gets them she gets three necklaces so they can all wear them while they're away they don't have puzzle pieces on them one family blah blah, blah. so she gives them gets them a car with amber the kids and dad's box so they have a whole convoluted plan and they met another sister at the airport because she's gonna the kids are gonna be with this other sister Teresa. the I think they do their final goodbyes and she's on her way all right so I'm just going to let you talk about Razvan and his uh, career in videos because you were the whole time – the whole time, again, we were watching it together this yeah. time. Just be like, oh, God. Why? What is this? No. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Everything he was doing was so cringy. Um, it was pretty clear that, like, he's that class clown, that guy who's super obnoxious, does these, like, ridiculous pranks. Like, this is the kind of guy that's, like, just pranking, you know, and, like, yeah. uploads those kinds of videos. Like, even how she um, ended up, like, meeting him. You know, it was because he was being obnoxious on a TikTok trivia night or something like that. Yeah. And so it was just like somehow that caught her attention. I'm just like, oh, God, this guy of all guys, he was so annoying. And, uh, you know, I'm sure they were breaking up and she was just like. Oh, you know, I'm applying to be on this show or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, let's be together. And it's like, this guy is trying to, he's a fame whore. I mean, yes. there's no Oh, this way. guy is, this guy is, you, you hinted at the influencer money though. This guy is the most obvious. That's oh, all yeah. he wants. To, he wants to be famous mm -hmm. for, he doesn't care why. Like no, he has no he passion doesn't. for anything except no. for the end result of being famous. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so he's just trying it all. Oh, people can get famous on TikTok. I'm going to do TikToks. People yeah. get famous on music videos. I'm going to do music videos, right? It's actually really interesting to me the kind of psychology behind like why people want to be influencers or, you know, like be social media famous. And I think it really comes down to is there's this big perception that you get paid a whole lot of money for doing, for doing a whole nothing. lot of nothing. Yes. Yeah, for right? sure. Yeah. Or you get a lot of things for free for once again, just being popular. And it's just like, I don't think it's that simple. I think there is a lot to like being consistent with your content creation. Yeah. And um, I don't think it's as easy as everybody says. And I don't think it's as lucrative for the average person like breaking in, you know, it's like you have to be in the top, like what? 5%. Oh, to not even to even, to even break even. Yeah. You got to be in the top 5%, right? Sure. It, and so to like be, oh, I'm going to be rich. There's like – and there's uh, – yeah, because there's like – I forget how many there are. I think there's a million people who have a million YouTube followers. Yeah. And they're not making like huge bank. Right. right? It's like, like – like, Yeah. <laughs> we'll just kind of throw this out there that I feel like, you know, we've been doing this podcast for almost three years now and we have been incredibly consistent about our episodes. And I wouldn't say we have a huge following or anything like that. And part of it has to do with, you know, there's a limited uh, pool of people who are, you know, interested in the subject area. And also want to listen to podcasts about it. Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like there's an element of market saturation that we are not the only game in town. For sure. You know, but let's be real here. We're negative money in this whole <laughs> operation. You know, right, I think right. one time we got $11 for some ad that randomly ran without <laughs> our knowledge. But, well, at least without my knowledge. And so it's like, and if anything, we pay for, you know, maintaining these accounts that host 
this stuff for free to everyone. And it's like, we have made no money. So just as an example, like there's a lot of work that goes into this and it's not a big payout. No, but people just think, and that's where it comes from. It tends to be people who are super conceited. Mm -hmm. I'm just such a magnetically awesome person (laughs) that all I have to do is put my face out there. Oh, and my six pack abs. And my six pack abs Mm -hmm. and bing, there's the money's going to roll in. Like, it, you know, and, and it just – it doesn't work like that. Like, right. And I think people, you know, look at reality stars. You look at people like the Jenners and stuff like mm-hmm. that and you're like, but that's just like they work hard as shit. Oh, I'm like, sure they do. And they're super lucky on top of that. Like yeah. it takes both. Yeah. But the idea that the, pe- that, that the people on top just – oh, they just like – Put a video up of them like eating yeah. a chicken sandwich and oh, you made $10,000 today. Like right. that's not what happens. That's not yeah. how it works. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I'm sure we have more coming because I feel like we saw some in the preview and then the, you know, series coming up kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So uh, out of the group you saw this week, uh, who would you say is your student of the week? I, I, I'll, I'll say David right now mm-hmm. just because we met people. He seemed to have, like you mentioned, reasonable expectations about mm-hmm. what can happen. Mm-hmm. He also seemed like the least annoying person that we met. Uh, like Everybody else had some very like annoying characteristics about them, I felt like. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go with David as well. Um, because I just, I don't know. I either have neutral to negative feelings about people on the show right now. And so I feel like for him, it's like pretty neutral. Yeah. I feel like he's not the kind of person, at least fingers crossed, I'm going to hope. We will always, we that will see, we will I see, know, yeah. right? We always say this. The last couple of times we've lucked out and <sighs> the person like last season, it was Gabe, right? Yeah, yeah. The guy that we liked immediately and we're like, oh gosh, this guy's going to prove us wrong in a couple of weeks and he's going to be like, you know, a trash person. But he ended up being like number one on our uh, power ranking. So fingers crossed that Dave does not prove <sighs> us wrong this season. We'll be two for two. Right. All right. How about your dunce? Uh, I'm going with Jasmine. Okay. Um, just she was just extra for no reason. Like yeah, other than yeah, for sure. we got to start off a show big. I'm gonna just be extra everywhere. Like yeah. embarrass the doctor. You know, yell at him about I need all the hair. This is not a question <laughs> demand. Like it's just just silliness. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna go with Rosvin. Um, yeah. I don't like that guy. <laughs> like out the <laughs> gate. Like. Don't like that guy. He is obnoxious. It really concerns me that this is the kind of guy Ashley is attracted to right off the bat. It's like, okay. It's like that person who always goes for like, uh, you know, the person who stands out in the crowd, like the class clown. It's just like, that guy's trouble. I I also know this (laughs) because I I know you well enough. I can't imagine ever being in a – conversation with you and be like, oh my God, I need to tell you something. <laughs> I'm glad you're coming over. You'd be like, what the fuck was that? Don't scare me like yeah, that. Just like, kidding. <laughs> bye. Oh my God. You'd be like, no, that's Stupid. no. Yeah. Yeah. He, d- I do not share his sense of humor no, at I, all. I, I don't either. Really. And, um, oh, I you're think dancing this- and cooking eggs. Isn't that, why is that funny? I don't understand right. why that's funny. Right. And I identify him as the highest potential of being a garbage <laughs> person of this group. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about your life lesson? Yeah, I'm going with – we kind of said, mentioned it already when it came up. But like if somebody won't video chat you that yeah. you're dating, 
that is the reddest of red flags. Right, right. Which I think is funny because the person I'm dating now, literally the first time we met was video chat. So <laughs> Yeah, like, it was kind of pandemic times. Yeah, it was so pandemic times. Yeah. Sense. yeah. Sure. It was pandemic times. So it was like, oh, we can get together. But like so we video chatted first and met to get up together later. But like if if that person would be like, Oh, I can't really video chat, but here's a still picture of me and I'll keep texting you back, uh <laughs> Best case scenario, you don't look anything like this picture, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's kind of different when you date locally because you know it's inevitable, right? Yeah, like, yeah. how long can you catfish this person? I feel like catfish happens when it's like there's an excuse, like distance, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, oh, well, I can't easily get to you because, you know, you're like a state away, a country away. <laughs> so kind of going along with that, um, my life lesson, and I feel like I've had this before, but like I said... We've been doing this for three years. It's likely we're going to have some things that come up again. But it's like, for the love, everyone, don't send money to the other person. (laughs) You know, if you ever like, and like, and not even just because it's the money part, but I think you will always question the other person's motives of being with you if that is in play. And especially for, you know, the before the 90 days people specifically, it's like, do you know if this person is stringing you along, right, you know, right, in right. this long distance relationship because you're sending them money and it's really easy to, you know, you don't know because you're not there every day, day in, day out. It's not like you're in a relationship with like a live in uh, you know, partner where you can see like, yes, I am the only, I can literally see that I am yes. the only one. Well, uh, yeah, well, at the theory. moment, right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's in, I just, just hold off. And I know you feel bad for people in a situation, but if you're one of those people who is ever going to be in doubt about the legitimacy of your relationship, don't send money. Right. And it just, a lot of times it just puts – it just – that is where the doubt comes yeah. from, right? Yeah, because you're like, are they in it for the money? It's like, yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they could be. They could not be. I mean, we saw previews that lead us to believe that she's in a tough spot and she probably really needed that money. But mm-hmm. it's like, you know, if you're going to question, like I said, the legitimacy of your relationship, money shouldn't be in play. Mm-hmm. All right, so we will be back next week. It may be a day later because of the time zone difference because I'll be in Asia. Yes. Yes, So, uh, but we will be back. So if we're not releasing right on Monday, that's the reason why, and uh, we'll be back next week. Yep, see everybody then. Okay, Okay, bye. Bye.